everyone. My name is Joe Shufo and welcome to Tech Talks in 20, the podcast designed to better your customer experience in around 20 minutes with Genesis experts. Today, I'm joined by Sergio Corretti, a vice president from Business Consulting, and we talked about artificial intelligence and where we're at with artificial intelligence. What does it look like right now in the business world? What are we on the cusp of approaching with it? And what's the vision of the future? Sergio explained this by looking at the four waves of AI, how we can understand what each of those waves represent and how we can utilize them to build on top of each other in terms of where AI is going and what that looks like for your business. This is a great episode and thank you for joining us. So Sergio, thank you so much for joining us today. I always love to start it off with, can you tell us about the role you're in now, your background and how that background has enabled you in that role you're in? Yeah, Joe, absolutely. So I was born in an Italian family in Argentina. And, you know, it was very challenging to me growing up in this environment, but I am super proud of what I um, right now, I have the opportunity to work for an amazing global company like Genesis. And since that, I have the opportunity to work across every Latin American country, learn from that. And now I have the opportunity to lead one of the most talented team, uh, teams at uh, Genesis here in North America, running the business consulting organization. And this is my role. I'm, I, right now, I'm helping companies to understand the role and the impact that technology will have in their customer experience. Awesome. And I think that's one of the reasons why we were so excited to have you today was you've seen these changes and you've noticed that if we look at the last two years, almost every single company has been working on initiatives that are related to digital transformation, looking at embracing the cloud and trying to understand what artificial intelligence means to them. Is there a reason why we're witnessing such a rapid explosion of, of innovation all over the world with these types of technologies? <laughs> yeah, that's a very good question. So. Throughout all the human history, the rate of innovation has been a function of how people connected are and how easy it's for ideas to spread. If you think about the first cities appeared between 9,000 and 10,000 years ago, and ever since, cities have produced more innovation per capita than anywhere else on the earth. There are more patents and inventions per capita in cities because people can come together to share ideas. Today, for the first time in human history, more people live in cities than anywhere else. And I think that the conversions of exponential technologies act as an enabler to accelerate innovation. Digital transformation creates data. Data is used by AI algorithms and cloud makes technologies easy to consume. And this is why we are seeing this rapid explosion of data and innovation all over the planet today. So that helps a lot. It's not just about having the data, but having the ability or even the technology to start consuming and using it, which like you brought up, cloud, this is really the first time we've been able to do that at scale. And this is great because in a recent episode with Charlie Godfrey, we discussed putting AI into practice for your business. And we talked about those four main components of empathizing with someone. But for many, I think they're still trying to grasp AI as a technology. And in your role, helping companies embrace digital cloud and AI. I know you've translated these, these outcomes of what AI looks like, and you've mentioned 
that you see that in four waves. Could you walk us through that and teach us a little bit more about that? Absolutely, Joe. Recently, I picked up Kay Foley's newest book, which is called AI Superpowers, and he described four ways of AI, an excellent framework for discussing where AI is today and where it's going. The first wave is called Internet AI. In this first stage, we are dealing primarily with recommendations in giant algorithm systems that learn from masses of user data to curate online content personalized to each one of us. Think about Amazon's product recommendations or um, that up next uh, YouTube video that you should watch before going back to work or Facebook ads that seems to know what you will buy even before you do, right? Powered by data flowing through our networks, Internet AI leverages the fact that the user automatically label data as we browse. Clicking versus not clicking is a good signal, right? Or lingering on a web page longer than within on another, mm, that's a good insight for marketing. Hovering on over a Facebook video to see what happened at the very end. Hmm, I did this just before going into this session. So all this information is now taken by companies and the, these cascades of label data build a detailed picture of our personalities, our habits, our demands and desires. The perfect recipe for more tailored content to keep us on a given platform. We are competing for something that is called the economy attention. And this is what companies are doing right now. The second way of AI is called business AI. While internet AI take advantage of the fact that netizens are constantly labeling data via clicks and other engagement metrics, business AI jumps on the data that traditionally companies have already labeled in the past. Think bank, issuing loans and recording repayment rate, or hospitals archiving diagnosis or imaging data. All this information is stored and can be used for business purposes now. While we humans make predictions based on obvious root causes, strong features, AI algorithms can process thousands of weakly correlated variables, I mean weak features, that may have much more to do with a given outcome than the usual suspects. By scouting out hidden correlation that escape our linear cause and effect logic, business AI leverage label data to train algorithms that outperform even the most veteran of experts. Apply this data-trained AI engines to banking or insurance and you will get minimized default rates, optimized premiums. I mean, and the list go on and on. Such deployments of business AI and internet AI are already revolutionizing our industries and individual lifestyles. But still on the horizons like two even more monumental waves. The third wave is called perception AI. In this wave, AI gets an upgrade with eyes, ears, and myriad other senses, merging the digital world with our physical environments. As sensors and smart devices proliferate through our homes and cities, we are on the verge of entering 
in a trillion sensor economy. So Joe, imagine you walking into a grocery store, scanning your face to pull up your most common purchases, and then picking up a virtual assistant shopping cart. Having preloaded your data, the car adjusts your usual grocery list with voice input, reminds you to get your spouse's favorite wine for an upcoming anniversary, and guides you through a personalized route within the store. Man, this is going to be crazy, but this is fantastic and it's possible because now we have the opportunity to combine exponential technology. In this case, for example, AI with virtual reality or extended reality, right? And the four monumental way of AI is more unpredictable and this is called autonomous AI. This wave will integrate all the previous waves. Autonomous AI gives machines the ability to sense and respond to the world around them, enabling AI to move and act productively. While today's machine can outperform us on repetitive tasks in a structured and even unstructured environments, machines with the powers to see, hear, touch, and optimize data will be a whole new ballgame. For example, Joe, think a swarm of drones that can selectively spray and harvest entire farms with computer vision and remarkable dexterity. Or heat-resistant drones that can put out forest fires hundreds of times more efficiently. Or level five autonomous vehicles that navigate smart roads and traffic systems all on their own. You as, a, you know, as a citizen of Silicon Valley or in the, in the California area, you are probably a witness of this kind of technologies out there. While the long-term balance in fourth wave, AI remains to be seen. One thing is certain. In a matter of decades, we will witness the rise of AI-embedded cityscape and autonomous machines that can interact with the real world and help solve today's most pressing grand challenges. This is awesome. We're seeing these four waves, how we use them as pillars to lean up and understand the way that AI is being used now, how it builds on top of each other and, and what it looks like going forward. And like you mentioned, it seems like we're on the cusp of really stepping into that third wave here, perception AI. So Sergio, my question to you is, can you help us understand how companies like Genesis are using these four waves? Maybe some examples of where we're at currently with that. Yeah, that's a good question. And you know, the vast majority of all my customers ask something similar to me. So I would say internet AI is being used by every company. And for example, marketing departments are taking great insight to really understand more about their customer preference and rule of engagement. Because as you, you know, data is stable on the internet and you know the behavior of the consumers, and with all this amount of data, you can probably understand and sometimes predict, you know, next best actions. So that's really, really common. I would say now we are running business AI. We are mainly in the, in the second wave, where we combine the outcomes of internet AI, and now we are applying at the same time all the historic data that we have to increase the level of personalization. Here at Genesis, we deliver experience as a service with Genesis Cloud and AI. 
and we are the only company that participates in both open data initiative and cloud information model. This allows us to take the personalization levels into a whole new game. This is cool because now we have the opportunity not only to understand data that is flowing across the internet, but we are combining data that is stored in our platform and our integrations in our ecosystem. So with all the combination of data, we can deliver next level of personalization that are going to be the next generation of consumer behavior. Perception AI is now ramping up due to IoT and 5G, for example. So you should expect new level of interaction, more proactive, more prescriptive, more personalized, and more empathetic. And I know that you and Charlie Godfrey, uh, in previous podcasts, talk about you know, delivering empathetic experiences. So this is really cool, and this is going to be empowered by the perception AI. So imagine your house, for example, is equipped with a smart fridge, okay? And this fridge is constantly connected and running self-diagnostics. If something goes wrong, your smart appliance will start a conversation for technical support with a virtual agent. And the technical issue will be fixed with zero or minimum interactions. What I mean here is you are going to see and you are going to expect a communication between AI with AI. Basically, I'm talking about consumer AI with enterprise AI. And those are going to be, you know, the trends on customer experience that we are going to see in the probably next five years. So this is a perfect way to, to tie that episode in with Charlie as well, as you mentioned. Looking at empathy, seeing how that technology gives us the ability to really focus and understand the person we're interacting with more. How would you say companies get ready for this as they look towards the future? And I know this is a bit of a tough question, but how do they keep the human in mind when they're looking at this? I think, you know, AI is, is a topic that gets people excited or scary, right? There are not a gray zone here. It's really black or white. So the way that I would approach that question is by saying that, for me, AI is not coming to replace human, but it's actually coming to empower humans. And empower humans in, in, in areas in where we cannot get you know, everything that we should because we are surrounded with such amount of data that we can process. We don't have the capacity and the ability to understand, to process all the data that is flowing across internet AI and business AI. It's almost impossible. So we need a kind of upgrade to our neocortex. And this is where AI is actually coming from. And this is where we are going to use our AI capabilities to create new level of you know, personalization and to really understand customer consumption model more effectively, for example. And this is going to disrupt the industry and every industry at all. I would say there will be, of course, not only combination between interaction between humans and humans or human and machines. Now we are going to see combinations or interaction between machines and machines. So that will be an AI that will be talking with another AI. So I will stay tuned for that. I think there's something very, very cool uh, coming. And for me, you know, now we are in a human time in history where technology reached a point that the, the amount of data 
and the exponential technologies combined allow us to reach new level of disruption and innovation. This is what we are doing at Genesis, and I know many other companies in Silicon Valley are probably following the same pattern. That's really helpful because I think when we look at adopting AI, there's the horror stories or the, the fear, rather, that we're replacing people. And we've seen in history, we look at banks with ATMs, that we didn't actually get rid of banks or get rid of people at banks, but we went upstream or had the bandwidth to focus on the things that people really needed human interaction for. And then there's the other end. Uh, if you've ever been in a car with me, you will know I have zero directional ability. So upgrading my neocortex is using my GPS. So I think we're seeing examples of how we can augment or assist the human rather than think about replacing that experience entirely. One more thing though, I love that you talk about, we don't even know what we're embracing yet. There are moments where machine to machine could change the way that we fundamentally go about things. And that is super interesting. So as we look towards where people can go forward, if someone is interested in just learning more on this and what you've talked about, are there areas that they can read about or maybe even keep an eye on? Yes, you will find more information, you know, in external sources that we are going to link to, to this podcast. But one of my source of inspiration is Singularity University. I am a partner of the, uh, you know, of the university and I strongly recommend you, you know, watching the, their videos or reading their papers are really amazing. They are very futuristic if you like to know more about the future, that's probably one of the directions that you can go. If you are listening to this and you are a Spanish or Portuguese speaker, you can join me in our uh, G Summit LATAM that is going to be housed in August. 20, the 27, I am going to deliver a presentation about exponential business models, which are based on digital twins. And I invite you to, to join me there. And of course, there are a ton of other, you know, information like the books, AI superpowers is a great source for, you know, the fourth wave of AI. And sure, if you need uh, something more specific, you can reach out to us. You can reach out to me directly on LinkedIn and I will be more than happy to assist you. Okay. And, and now for my favorite part, the question of what is the part of your personal tech stack that you cannot live without? And Sergio, that could be anything. It could be an application, a device, whatever you're really feeling for this question. Uh, that's, that's an easy one, Joe. I can't live without my smartphone, honestly. And the, the reason why is, you know, we have in the power of the hand, a real AI application here. Everything I need and everything I don't know, I just can go and use my AI smartphone to get all the information, to get access to something that I don't know. This is a simple example of how we have access to technology and how easy it is to have technology here. So I can ask Siri something that I don't know and I can get probably the answer directly. So I can live, you know, without my smartphone. The smartphone is a great example of a dematerialization of physical world. Before that, when I started my career, I used to have my computer and in my desktop, I have plenty of other tools, right? I have my agenda, my typewriter, I have notepads, I have everything, my camera. Now everything is dematerialized and is embedded in one single device. You can watch a Harvard Business Review video that show, you know, the transformation of the desktop and you will see how other technology are now consolidated into one. So why I shouldn't, you know, leave my smartphone? This is what I need just for living. I love that. I love that both 
you and Charlie, with the business consulting background you have, both chose a smartphone, but for different reasons. You're talking about consolidating and augmenting all these different ways that you can reach out, use tools. Charlie had, I think, a little bit similar, but more about all the data in one place. It's, it's super funny to see that consistency there. <laughs> so with that, Sergio, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. It was really interesting to hear those four waves, the way you see AI being utilized today, where we're encroaching and what the future looks like. For those of you listening, thank you for joining us for another episode of Tech Talks in 20. Be sure to check out the resources. We have a G Summit in Latin America where we'll get to hear Sergio speak. He's also got some great upcoming blogs. And as mentioned, feel free to reach out to us on LinkedIn if these topics are interesting to you. Now, be sure to check out and actually subscribe to this podcast. We've got other episodes like the Talk with Charlie that focuses on empathy and the Talk with Jack Nichols that focuses on starting that data integration, getting it into place and what those processes look like. We don't want you to miss out and we'd love for you to tune in and join us for more episodes focused on bettering customer experience. Thanks so much for joining us today.